Welcome to Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Oda. Are you making the most of your experience as a spiritual being in physical form? Do you want to live with greater levels of peace and integrity? Today, Lisa and her guests will help you discover, uncover, and recover what's missing in yourself. Now, here's your host, Lisa Tremont Oda. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and you're listening to Sacred Exploration. I am so excited today to have May Vu as my guest. May is an international speaker, best-selling author, and top relationship coach. She has spent the past 20 years helping over a thousand women to find love. No easy task. She shows women how to stand in their genuine and feminine power while at the same time ensuring men feel honored, loved, and powerful. She has shown women how to find a man who will love, adore, and cherish them, and how to have relationships with deep intimacy and a love that keeps on burning. She is known as the Amazing May because she is all of that. Welcome to the show, May. Thank you so much, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited for a new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes. <laughs> a new year, new us, new everything. Exactly. And I'm sure many, many people, women and men alike, but we're speaking more to the women today, um, are looking for love in, in the new year in 2018. And what what are the prospects? Do we <laughs> does, does the fact that it's a new year change? It change looks gloomy, like the gray sky oh, outside. Is, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, don't tell us that. I'm such a contrarian. It's like <laughs> you ask me, I'm like, ooh, let's let's poke at the things that we're most afraid of, right? We're good at that. You're good at that. Yeah, yeah. So love love is an amazing thing, and and it's challenging. I like to call it, it kicks our butt all the time, and, um, and it brings out the, the best and the worst in, in all of us. So uh, when it comes to looking for love, well, first of all, I, don't, I actually don't believe in looking for love. Um, because if you have to look for love, then you're triggering some old patterns and some deep scarcity stuff, and it's just not working. Usually when people are looking for love and they don't find it or they're complaining that the, the love that they want is not out there, it's not that the love that they want is not out there. It's really is the heart, the condition of the heart. The state is not, they're not really open to love, even though they're doing all this hard work to look for love. Sort of like a hamster spinning its wheels in the cage. Yeah, yeah. And repeating the same old patterns and and justifying in our head that, see, there's no good men out there and all that stuff. It's all because we're really not that open to love. We have trust issues, abandonment issues. all. The, so it's all not stuff. really about the, the men out there. It's really about us loving ourselves enough and knowing ourselves enough that when we do, the right person will show up. Is that Well, and also being ready to, to love, mm-hmm. ready to love and ready to be loved. Believe it or not, that is the hardest thing for most women and men too. Like we, we circle each other, we want this love thing, but when it comes close to us, we're petrified and all of our unworthiness stuff comes up and then we run or we do things to, to, to block it or, or, or break it. Well, you've written a best-selling book, uh, the moms, the divorced moms, the divorced moms' guide to dating, and um, that's a very interesting group that you're speaking towards. And and so, you know, there's the thought that when someone breaks up in a relationship, whether it's a marriage or or not, that there's um, the rebound guy. 
Mm. Right. That that type of idea. So what what do you recommend for divorced women? I mean, first of all, should there even be a pause button that's set before they get back into the dating world? And Oh, I absolutely. Usually the women that come to me and say, oh, help me date, help me find a man, help me attract that spiritual man, which we're going to talk about a little bit. Right. Um, It's like my first response always is to stop dating. Just stop. Stop doing whatever you're doing because what women tend to do is that they tend to hurt themselves in the dating process. They make their low self-esteem gets lower <laughs> and they keep they keep doing things that is not really working for them and yet mm-hmm. they um, they're not looking inside because they're afraid to be loved and they don't really think that they're worthy of loving. You know, how, how many people can look in the mirror naked and said, oh, yeah, you know, you can love me. I'm I'm love as is. Mm-hmm. Aren't I so beautiful? Usually we're like, oh, I'm too fat. If I lose 20 more pounds, then people will love me more. If I have a, a, an eye job or, you know, put on more eyelashes or big boob, <laughs> bo- boob yeah. job. Yes, yeah, boob job. I, I, yeah, I just heard some, a friend of mine is dating someone new and, and he said that his his woman was like wanting a boob job. I'm like, why? What is she trying to get out of that? What is she gonna gonna get? You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you're really trying to. Um, how do you do that? How do you really encourage women coming out of divorce to find that self-esteem and whatever it's going to take for them to re-enter the dating world? Yeah. You know, um, in my book, I I teach women my my signature concept, the, the three, three P's. P's. Yay! I'm so glad you're a fan. Thank you. Well, the three P's is such an important foundation for us to understand ourselves before we can bring in a a new partner into our life. So we all have three parts inside us. The first P is what I lovingly and and respectfully call our peasant self. So that's the hardworking part of us that that you know think she's so innocent. She thinks that if she would just work hard enough and prove her her worthiness to other people that at work people will see her and honor her and promote her and hire her or and in love you know the man will see her and choose her and and love her and cherish her but no unfortunately for all peasant hardworking women out there is the harder we work the more abandoned the more neglected we feel and the more work we get Right. I mean, maybe you, they're attracting somebody who wants to yeah, be cared for like that. And right. So get caught exactly. And, and peasant yeah, women tend sense. tend to attract. And peasant women, you know, one of their most favorite thing is they are looking for the prince charming. Oh my God! Do you know what happened when you bring in a <laughs> prince charming? What happened? <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> That was scary. It is. It's super scary. Ah! Prince Charming, he's usually very handsome and cute and chisel and ride on a horse. Do you know what it takes to keep that up? <laughs> like he's probably in the gym all the time working on his abs oh. instead of you, right? Mm. It's all about him and his mm. ego and everything. And everybody loves him and he wants everyone else. And, and then he treats you like a peasant that's going to take care of him, cook for him and, you know, polish his shoes. Be oh my God. Yeah, that's a terrible myth that people have been looking for all these women oh, go for all these hot chisel men I'm not saying that you can't have a really hot mm-hmm. man right but it's just kind of like you gotta really 
see where his head is and how, how, what is his emotional capacity to let you in? So anyway, oh my gosh. So, but, and usually peasant women attract men who want to abuse her or need someone to take care of him. I know, I, I know a lot of women out there are nodding their head right now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And so what happened is that she doesn't know her other two piece, which is her mm. princess self and her priestess self. Now, I use the, 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 the archetype princess instead of queen. I hear a lot of people use queen out there. Queen is just a glorified peasant woman with power. Mm. Okay. Right? She's like stern. She's not having sex. She has a lot of responsibilities. She cuts people's head off. You know, people should fear her. That doesn't sound good, no. No, that's oh. called emasculating men. Hello. You know, so we go, like, this one degree off that I call it, It's it takes us to such bad, scary <laughs> place. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there. So, so I use a princess uh, um, archetype because um, if you really study princess, like I have, princess are... You know, she doesn't have positional power. She's a pawn in the game, right? She and and usually in in the old myth and fairy tales thing, you know, the king would just use the princess to marry into places. So she has no power, no military power behind her, not really wealth either, because it all belongs to her king. What does she have to move the whole world to her and to keep herself safe? She, the only thing she has is vulnerability mm. and her beauty and her, and her essence mm. of pureness. That's what keeps her alive and safe, really. Mm. And when a woman can find that part inside us and see the power in our vulnerability and in our, uh, in our pure essence, we're just beautiful and attractive and no man can turn us down. Right, I see. you yes. can feel that, and but we're we get older and we we are afraid and our self worth comes into play, so we shut that part inside us out of the way, and we don't trust her. We think that she gets us in trouble, but she actually melts hearts. Okay, and she gets men from all over the world to kneel down and and, and that's not her. enough though. She would need other qualities, right? Of course, yeah. Too. But that's why it's a three mm-hmm. piece, right? Mm-hmm. The peasant handles the practicality. And and the logistic and the everyday life. Okay. We do need someone to do the dishes and wipe out yeah, kids. Yeah, I, I could use a peasant. Right? <laughs> exactly. If you have a peasant, that would make life so much easier. Yeah. So and so we do have to get good at that. And if if our peasant is not strong and good, things falls apart. We don't we don't keep up with our bills. We don't we don't handle things in the kitchen. Nothing. There's no nice. Stockpot right there, baby. That that's a beautiful stockpot. Oh, I, I, I snoop. Is that chicken broth? Homemade uh, soup. Yes, I didn't make it because I do the imperfectly vegan thing a little more, but it is it is doing on the stove. Yeah, it's yes. that's, that's amazing. It smells amazing. So anyway, that so so we need the peasant, and then we need the princess that brings grace, elegance, beauty, and vulnerability into the picture. And then we need the third piece, which is our priestess self, badass, powerful, you know, part of us that really knows why we're here on this planet. We have a mission, we have a purpose, and we're here to move and change the world. So when those three P's work together... It's a harder one for men to handle, I would imagine. It's a harder one for women to handle. Most of us don't even think about our priestess. And wherever I go, I speak from California all the way to Sweden and around the world, you know. And when I use the word priestess, people usually looked at me and going, what's that? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and really, it's we don't know our own power. 
Mm-hmm. But when you have power, softness, and practicality, it's right. gorgeous. So are we trying to move in a direction from one of these P's of lesser strength to one of greater strength, or are we a combination of all three P's, every one of us? Yeah, we are a combination of all three P's, and our job is to integrate them well together and have them working and knowing when wh- which P's need to lead right now. It's a, shama- it's a shamanic journey. Is it? Tell us it about that. Well, what is the shamanic, sh- shamanism looks at the many parts of ourselves. Yeah. So what you're doing is just identifying these these three primary parts of ourselves mm-hmm. that relate to being a full complete woman and within the dating realm it sounds like yeah dating yeah. And, and how can we get them to agree and learn from each other and get along right yeah most of the think and settle you know, in on the same man I'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> well what I find for for, for married women who learn about the three piece they start to see that oh what happens is that they've been a peasant woman all all along in the marriage and they have kids and everything. It really sink a woman into peasantry. And then that's when they lose the spark with their husbands and all that stuff. And so 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 that's where the pain is, the separation. But when she starts to soften up and could bring her princess out, her husband immediately will change. He's like, Oh, because all men want a princess. That's the secret. All men want a, a princess to worship, to take care of. It makes them feel like a big hero and strong and powerful. And so when we de- we, we cheat the men out of that part of ourselves, that's how come they're looking elsewhere for that for that attraction. But that alone is not enough. Men also want a woman that they can respect and really worship. And help her bring her work into the world. And when when he has that, he has a deep sense of purpose in his life. So he has a, a beautiful princess to take care of that he feels like a king. And then he has a priestess that he can bow to so that he can feel like he belongs somewhere. And he has a peasant woman that he can partner with to get things done. Oh, my gosh. It's an amazing dynamic. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So... We're looking at women then, I guess, if they're divorced, that weren't able to pull, integrate those three parts of themselves, perhaps, within the marriage. But yeah. it doesn't mean that moving forward now, they they can't try to begin to do that anew. Uh, it's it's The three P's actually is for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're dating again, good for you. Now you have a blank slate to start over again. If you learn to heal your peasant so that she can feel soft and safe enough so that she can let her princess come out to guide her, and then she can access her priestess, her power, so that she can remember why she's here on this planet. Because really, ladies, you're not here just to, you know, wipe butts and clean noses and cook dishes and then pay bills and, and go to work. And, you know, that's just... That's that's not it. We want so much more than that. And so when we can we can heal that peasant and then let the princess come out so that she can bring magic and 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 joy and vulnerability and heart into the equation and then let your priestess bring purpose and power into your life. It's a badass life. Wow, a lot of men out there aren't going to know what hit them when they meet an integrated. They love it. <laughs> they love it. They're so inspired. They wouldn't know what 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 to do, really. But but what I find is that Men, when they read my book, they actually love it. They have responded to me. Married men had said, oh, my gosh, you save our marriage because we we now have this context that we can talk about. When my wife step into too much peasant, I just tell her, honey, sit down. Let me take care of you. And she does. 
And then when when women are dating, they know now to bring the, bring their princess into the dating scene instead of their peasant. Because most of the time, women bring their peasant into the negotiation, the conversation, and they wonder why the men are not interested in them. Wow, it's fascinating. Yeah. How did you uh, stumble upon this way of thinking? Well, my marriage fell apart. My marriage of 18 years fell apart about uh, 11, 12 years ago. And and I, I didn't know, um, my peasant didn't know why, because she worked so hard. She gave everything. She took all these classes and program and leadership program and coaching program and everything. Working towards the, uh, the, the uh, uh, I want to say, not the shaman, not the queen, the... Um, the priestess? The priestess, working yeah. towards that. Well, she was just working really hard, thinking mm-hmm. that she was getting there, you know, and, and then and then she's like, Oh my god, thirty more years of this. I don't I don't I don't know if I can do this. And everything completely fell apart on me and then I have to start dating again. Huh, what's that? <laughs> I sucked the first time around, you know, as a teenager and, and in my twenties, so I didn't do well then and then I have to do that again but this time I was like studying myself I call it my PhD program in dating I studied myself and I gave myself 35 data points in three years I dated 35 men wow yes all different fashion I allowed myself to have sex with them all and do all sorts of crazy wonderful amazing things so that I can study who this woman is around her sex and her relationship and love sex love and relationship I was pulling that apart and that's when it dawned on me that oh my gosh there are these parts inside me Mm -hmm. that is operating that I didn't know so I started studying myself and and taking notes and here I am and you found somebody yeah I, I am with I have been with a beautiful man um, he's actually watching me on Facebook live right now hi Keith, hi, Keith. anyway um, <laughs> and um, and we've been together for 10 years and funny part is that when we first got together that was when I first was start talking about the three P's and I told him and he said this is your signature work Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a man who can support you. Right? He saw the priestess in he me. He saw the priestess. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we are going to go to commercial break, but don't go anywhere because May is just loaded with interesting wisdom in regard to dating. And this is for men and women as you well. You bet. So uh, we'll return in just a bit here. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and you're listening to Sacred Exploration. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet. Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Tremont Oda and Lisa Ferrer 
This April, for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and I'm speaking today with the beautiful May Vu, International Relationship Coach. And uh, we're talking about dating after divorce or dating in general, really, and um, about her three-piece system. I, I'm very curious to, to understand better, May, what you mean about finding a spiritual man. Like, what does a spiritual man look like? How does he walk and talk? And, you know, what is that? Yeah, well, he has, you know, no, I'm just kidding. He has horns coming out. No, um, th- this is actually one of my most popular uh often asked question and that's actually why I created a, a brand new ebook for this is that where do I find emotionally available successful and spiritual men as if like um, I think women are deciding that once they find these men things will be so much easier <laughs> joke on you no <laughs> <laughs> So let both of us de- de- define what spiritual men, shall we? Sure. We can play together. Sure, sure. You go first. I've been talking a lot. Well, I don't know. I would imagine that uh, someone, if they were looking for a spiritual man, might go to a yoga class, start taking a yoga class, or maybe uh, attending a meditation retreat, or going to some place like Harbin Hot Springs. But Right? Yeah. You know. Mount Shasta and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I would think so, too. I, well, I that's that's where I've actually have found them too. Yeah. So spiritual men, what does that really mean? I would th- I think that men who want to look deeper, who are seeking something greater, connection to the universe, understanding life, understanding themselves, are willing to talk about themselves and and discovering a, a deeper sense rather than, you know, hey, pass me a beer. Right. right? Well, I used to joke that um, because I, I do feel like I have a sense of what I've, consider to be a spiritual man, but I also envision it to be different for different people. But I would joke that there was one person that I was seeing for a while. <laughs> I just always felt like the closest thing he got to astrology or anything cosmic was the fact that the full moon makes you horny. <laughs> you know, and that was that about it. Is that not spiritual? Well, that is spiritual, <laughs> but that was about it. You know, that was about it. Everything else was woo-woo. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I I think for me, it's, it's like, it's like, 
it's like religion, you know, like I, I just find it so crazy when, when the Catholic point to the Christian and going, you're not religious. And then the Christian point to the Catholic or whatever religion segment, you know, and you're not, you're not spiritual. You're not religious. It's just so crazy. I, I believe that whenever you're, diving deep into something, there's spirituality in everything. Spirituality, it exists in everything. But there is a common um, belief that a spiritual man do yoga, go to meditation, um, do trance dancing, right? right? Do ayahuasca and, you know, can quote the Dalai Lama (laughs) up the wazoo. And those guys are really fun to talk to, too. And there is a a level of of connection that happens there. But, you know, if you ever talk to someone who's like really into woodworking, like create masterpieces around a a piece of wood, oh my God, it's so spiritual to talk to them on that. Or if someone who's like really into the game of golf and they really get into it and they they tell you, and if we spend time to listen to them and really get the essence of that, it's spiritual. So I believe that a spiritual man is much broader of of a definition than a lot of times women are holding this. Right, right. right? I would agree. I mean, I think a lot of it is around basically their philosophy of life or how they deal with life. Like I like someone who's willing to go with the flow. So I I think control is a big factor in spirituality and people who tend to be more spiritual, I think, are have a better ability or practice in letting go of control, not having to control everything because we can't control everything. but I'm going to disagree with you oh, because good. I've met plenty of spiritual men in the Bay Area. Hell, I, you know, we live in the Berkeley uh, Bay Area here. There's a ton of them, right? They can be really dogmatic. They can have really clear, their own crazy um, uh, rules and explanation of, of you know, why they, um, why things should be a certain ways. Uh-huh. And it's it's kind of crazy. Strong opinion, but controlling? Yeah, baby. I've seen it. Yeah. And well, I maybe I just don't I've want experienced it. it. Yeah. That kind of spiritual. So I, I think I, that's the thing. It's like it's like whatever whoever you're with, they're not perfect. They still have their own flaws. Uh, and and we have to we have to listen, we have to pay attention and see. You know, I, I find that um in fact in, in my in my ebook, The Seven Best Places to Meet Spiritual Men, um, like I, I talk about when you go to, to places like like um, Machu Picchu or you know some spiritual big places like those men are amazing you can have like eye-popping conversations with them because they do access a, a different place in them but once you start being in partnership with them they still right. have the same shit right right they still have the same insecurities the same the same lies the same well, they're real people in, who yeah human. exactly they're still human yeah yep um Joanne asked well, go ahead. Uh, I'm around a lot of spiritual men, but they don't notice me. Yeah, well, it goes back to what I said earlier, which is a lot of times when we're not open to love, we still have fear about men and relationship with men. We unconsciously close ourselves down and our energy block people from, from seeing us, actually. So if you notice that people are not seeing you, then then you ask yourself the question, where am I shielding myself from mm-hmm from being seen? Where do I think that I'm not safe letting a man in? 
oh, I see something also, over there. Also, there's something to be said for making yourself be seen, right? I mean, I guess that's more old school that the man is going to notice you, but we can also approach someone who's of interest to us. Yeah, but but actually, that that's that's too much doing. To be honest, if you are fully open, you're radiating. You people can't help but noticing you. You don't have to seek them out. I see that's a lot of women, <laughs> right? That's how it happened. Did you have you to seek them out? Earlier. No, you no. just radiate, and then it's like boom, there he is. So, so if you're out there looking and seeking and doing, uh, I think you're one degree off again. Now you're working hard. That's your peasant getting in there and and doing the dating for you. If your princess is dating, she just radiate she attracts she magnetizes and if your priestess is right there in the in, in the background you know you feel safe to meet anybody any man you don't feel put on you don't feel like they they're doing invading your space because a lot of women complain oh he's invading my space he's too much i can't talk to him blah 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 it's because your peasant is doing it you you lack your princess and your priestess hmm. okay here's another question uh, what do you advise men as nowadays, many ladies are very active on social media and Snapchat. How do you know if she is not talking only to you and not being and you're not being played on? I was going to ask you something similar about that. You had mentioned in your marriage, you know, that you hadn't re-entered the dating field in, what, 18 years or, or something, right? It's a whole different game now than it was back then. Like, we didn't have social media back then. So it's a whole new world. And it does bring up a lot of questions. Yeah, it is. It's a whole new world and and it can suck up a lot of time, especially online datings and um uh, uh oh my god, you know, and a lot of times what I find what I found in my own experience and having guided many women through this is that um we're in relationship with the idea of someone because yes. because you haven't met live yet. Right. Or because you're taught to write down your, you know, 50 things that you want out of somebody. Yeah. So so it's like it's like we we we're not really in relationship with him anymore. We're in relationship of the idea of it in our head. And then he's in relationship with the idea of you in his head. And then when you try to meet together, if he's not ready or you're not ready, the the connection never happened. That always is an indication that either you or him or both, it's usually both, are not ready. And and I, I've seen that in myself and in other all the time. It's like, why does this keep happening? Well, if right. I really am honest, I wasn't ready. Right. I had some kind of hesitation. Mm-hmm. And which is good because if you're really not ready, you don't want it to come to fruition anyway, because then that's where you can get hurt and get right. into a situation that you don't want. Right. Yep. That's very true. And if you have uh, some sort of belief in the astrology or anything to that effect, it, again, might not just be your time. Yeah. Like yeah. you're running your head up against a wall because it's not time for you to be finding that match. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched a black mirror the other night. I don't know if you're, are you familiar with I that show? I just saw one episode. <laughs> so trippy. And there it was, there was one all, it was called uh, hang, hang the DJ. And it was all about dating in this virtual world. And it was, sort of like going through all these simulations. Wow. Um, it, it was really trippy. It was kind of like when you talked about dating your 35 men in 
In a year? In three. In three years. 35 minutes, three years. It was like, that's what it reminded me of was this this uh, show where you're going through all these assimilations. And but the, but the idea was that you're learning about yourself through each relationship. That's the thing. Most women, when you when women date, they date to find someone, but they miss that you miss the point. You only date to find yourself. Because every time you engage with someone, you encounter a piece of you that was missing, that you didn't know you had. You get clearer on what you want or don't want. And so if we, could, if I could just help women and men out there get that when they go out to date someone, they date to find themselves, it's going to completely change the game of dating. Then it makes it fun. Then you're not attached to finding the one. Because... Honestly, I swear to you, like I guarantee my work with all my women, and this happens all the time. If you are truly ready, you will manifest the guy. He's right there. You don't have to work that hard at it. But since we don't really know what we want, we don't know what what we want and what we desire and what will please us, it's really deep. And and try the three Ps, you know, what your peasant wants is different than what your princess wants. And what your princess wants is different than what your priestess wants. So when you can have those get really clear on those three parts of yourself, then you can really negotiate and draw in who you want mm-hmm. in your life. Right. Well, that sounds very juicy. Very. Yeah. So do you suggest that people um, do the things like you were here, you were talking about in your down in your uh, ebook? Yeah. Uh, the seven best places to meet people. Again, we talked about, or I mentioned the possibility of yoga. Yes. As one venue or. Which is the picture. Hiking or, <laughs> or whatnot. Right. Um, how do you feel about dating services? Does that work along in your theory or. Oh, dating advisable, services like not like, advisable, or, like people bringing you introduce you. Right? Yeah, those are great if you're open to love. I I have a friend who hire a dating service, and I I know the dating service, and I know my friend, right? Mm-hmm. And he's completely shut down. And so she brought him all these beautiful women, and when I hear him describe what she brought him, and I know him, I'm like. That's a potential good match. But because he's so shut down, he's like, oh, she's too fat. Oh, she her boobs are dragging. I'm like, dude, you need to get your head out of your ass and look at yourself. You are not open to love. Mm. So dating services can work, but if if you don't if you haven't let love in, you don't know how to let love in, it's not gonna happen. You're gonna constantly nitpick and we're very good at nitpicking other people down. Mm-hmm. <sighs> a big sigh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. It, dating sounds exhausting to me. It is exhausting. That's why it's exhausting. It like it could be exciting, but I, I well, just never really. I think dating is exhausting when you're looking for men out there, or you're looking for something. But mm-hmm. if you're looking for yourself, dating is very rewarding. Every time in that 35 engagement that I had. Each time I got more and more powerful mm-hmm. and more and more strong and more grounded in my body. I'm like, ah, oh, I know now what it is. You know, I, I went from like totally addicted and hanging on and and sappy. I mean, I was 40 years old and I and I was a mom, you know, of a four year old daughter and I'm dating and I'm moping and groaning over <laughs> some pathetic guy. It's like, Jesus Christ, wake up, girl. But anyway, so but I started studying that and healing that peasant. And when I did, it was like, oh, 
no more, baby. We don't have to do that because every time I, I went out, every time I had an engagement, it was feeding my soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. it's a very powerful process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that could really apply to anything. Just meeting a new friend, just being open, not what you can get from them, but just being open yeah. to being present with that person and seeing what it ignites in you, maybe yep. about yourself. Like maybe they talk about something you hadn't thought of before and you're like, whoa, I'm getting kind of excited. I wonder if I'd be, you know, interested. Yeah, in and I don't talk about this a lot, but the three piece also is so powerful in leadership and at work and in your business. Oh my God. You know, imagine doing your business from the three P's, not just your peasant worrying and, and working hard, but from your princess and your priestess, knowing the wisdom and, and, and the vulnerability to create connection deep profound connection with different business partners and everything it's huge the same thing for career and leadership so anyway mm-hmm. I love my three piece yeah I, I, I love your three piece too I feel like I try to live that every day really and I, I'm afforded a lot of flexibility in my day but every day I like to move between the worlds of being a peasant and you know folding the laundry and cooking something up on, in the right? kitchen yeah and then uh you know doing my work and you know, doing whatever I need to do to get ready for the the radio show, yeah. that sort of thing. And then, of course, the princess just, you know, you radiate. just like to be. Yeah. Right. And you radiate your love. I mean, that's why we love being around you because you just radiate this softness and inclusiveness and love and, and sensuality that it's like, oh, it feels good to be around Lisa. Aww. If you were just peasant, it's like, she's hard to be around. You know those kind of women. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't want to be around that all the time, but no, some, some yeah. might. <laughs> <laughs> and then your priestess, you know, it's like she has a purpose. She, she's, she's exploring sacredness, you know, right. bringing that voice into the world. It's so needed. And finding a man who's not threatened by that, which is one of the things you talk when about. When you're too. not That's threatened right? by it, right? the man's not threatened by it. Yeah, it's all about cultivation. Any man, though, I think a certain man might be threatened by it. They will opt out. So here's a good news. But they might not, then they're not the man for you. Yeah, they will opt out and you don't have to waste time and you don't have to hurt yourself and you don't have to make up stories. Women tend to make up a story that, that, oh, it's them. Something is wrong with me if he's not into you. No, if he's not into you because he doesn't have the space, he doesn't have the capacity to be into you. And he he can tell, he knew that in order to be with you, it takes more than what he's got. So he opt out. It's Perfect. not you, it's him. Great, it's save on, match. move on. Yay. Yes, there's billions of people on this planet. <laughs> All right, well, I love it. Well, we are going to return once again for our last segment with May Vu. You don't want to leave because this is hot, juicy stuff. Yeah. So stick with us. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota, and you're listening to Sacred Exploration. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet. Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. 
Join Lisa Tremonoda and Lisa Ferrer this April for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota. And I am with the fabulous May Vu, author of The Divorced Mom's Guide to Dating. But she's speaking to us about dating in general and dating spiritual men. And we want to go back to this topic one more time. Yeah, because um, dating a spiritual man is really complicated. Uh, well, dating and... Oh, God. Okay. D- d- dating is complicated. Being with a person is complicated. Bringing anyone else into your life is complicated, whether they're spiritual or not. And particularly in a spiritual, with a spiritual partner, oh, my God, it's really dicey. It's It can be really chargy. It's very intense. Well, because they're into growth, too, so they're going right? to be more, more authentic and open and susceptible. Right, and they learn to speak. They learn to identify all the stuff that that regular people learn to step over, right? Most traditional relationship, you meet someone you're attracted to, you connect and you made an agreement to be together. And then from then on, you spend the rest of your life trying to keep things the same and don't rock the boat. That is most traditional relationship. And that's why it falls apart. And that's why we become dead and numb in it. Now, when you meet a spiritual partner, holy cow, it's like in your face all the time. He's learning, you're learning, right. and you're always exploring and, and challenging yourself and each other. And if you truly have a spiritual partner, it's there, it's relentless. It can be really in your face. So I, I, I always caution and, and have such humor when women come to me and go, I want a spiritual partner. I'm like, good luck with that. Because <laughs> I find that's really hard. And it's very yummy and satisfying. And, you know, it takes us to amazing edges in, in our life. But it's not for wimps. No, no, it's not for wimps. Like aging, it's not for wimps. No, no. <laughs> so then what would you say is a, a non-spiritual man? Well, because I Because everyone is a spiritual, we're all spiritual beings. Right, right. And so it's it's really about, and that's the purpose of this show, Sacred Exploration, is like how can we tap yeah. into those aspects that make us fully alive and, and make full use of our spiritual potential? Right? Yeah. So how, how do we dice this up here? Like, Well, it's, it starts with self-love. 
it must start there. So often we skip that and we go right to the ideal of spirituality, the ideal of being with a spiritual man, the ideal of of having a spiritual partnership. But really it starts with if you really have self-love and self-forgiveness and acceptance, then you can have anything you want. You can be with a beer drinking person and still love that person and find the joy in that, mm-hmm. right? And then you can be with... with um, a spiritual partner where you're constantly, you know, exploding into growth arenas and and have a sense of love and forgiveness to yourself and to him so that that cushion the blow. But most of the time we skip past self-love. We think that having a spiritual partner is going to love us. Therefore, if he's going to love us, then we're going to feel better about ourselves. Again, bad idea. Right. Right? It's our tempting. responsibility. Tempting. Always, always tempting. <laughs> but it goes so wrong. <laughs> right. Well, they say that we, we were attracted to people because of how they make us feel about ourselves. Yes. But that's a temporary. Yes. Yeah. Temporary and deal. I also wanted to do a little, uh, this is my own definition of, of this different kind of partnership. And I find it helpful for me because then I know what to expect from the relationship. So I'm with my Keith. And I don't call us a spiritual partnership. I call us um, ideal companions. He's more of a soulmate to me. Like I go to him, we come together to surrender into each other and to like the whole world is my spiritual lesson. And for us, we're just going to cocoon and, and enjoy and, and just treat each other really nice and, and soft so that I can go out in the world. That's what I count on him for. And that's what he counts on me for. So that's, I call that like soulmate or, or ideal companionship. Okay. We are great road trip partners, really great. And then I have other friends that I can only come together for a short amount of time because it's so hot. It's like spark and everything. And it's like, Jesus, <laughs> I need a little time away so I can figure out what just happened. Spiritual journey is very, can be very confusing. It blows up everything. And really, I think a lot of times we, we don't really want spiritual partnership. We want a nice, orderly, congenial, soft landing place to protect us, make us feel good, soothe our ego, you know, and give us the goodies and so that we can go out. And, but, but that alone will get boring over time too if you're spiritual seekers. So, so we need a combination of these pieces so that it keeps us entertained. And, and um, really, as my tarot reader, uh, Lenora, would say, all of this is for our enjoyment and entertainment. So True. it will just right. keep us entertained. It does do that. That's that's the journey aspect of it, huh? It's not really about finding. I mean, it could be about finding that right person, but I don't know. Well, even if you find it, there's now you're on a different journey. You're on a now, different journey. Like, buckle your seatbelt, girlfriend, because it ain't going to get any easier. <laughs> it just keeps going. Right. And then the thing is, is you meet somebody and then naturally you're both going to change as a result of the relationship itself. Mm-hmm. So the person you become two years, five years, et cetera, into the relationship is not the same person that you were entering it. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's where I think that sense of spirituality and able, being able to go with the flow yeah. and not um, demanding a specific way of life continuously yep. is really essential. Going with the flow and then to change. We hate change. Right. Right. 
dude, I met you. I want, I like you then. I want to keep it for the next 40, 50 years. I actually love change. <laughs> I think I thrive on it. <laughs> I doubt it. I, I've had lunch with you when your life really changed. Well, <laughs> you had frowns true. on well, your face. <laughs> it's not always easy, but yeah, it keeps it interesting. It is, right? Looking back, I love change. Right now, I'm, a, I'm heading into change right now. And I'm telling you, I don't like it at all. I'm just like, what? I have to move out of my apartment? Jesus. You know, now hey, I have to pack all this thing. What's going to become of me? Where am I going to go? Oh, my God. All these things. It's just change sucks. Change sucks. Well, <laughs> and I love it. And so <laughs> we'll come back around, but just to be sure that we get in oh, what yeah. you have to offer everyone, let's let's make sure we do that now. Okay. So I put together this awesome ebook for called The Seven Best Places to Meet Successful, Emotionally Available, and Spiritual Men. I have combed through the world so that I figure out where they hang out and what to look out for. Cause there, like I said, there's no free ride here. It's not like, you know, every, every person has, has so much to offer. And then they have their spiritual journey to offer, which is the stuff that's going to get hard on you. So I, I address both of those. And if you want that's one great. of those, it's free and you can go to go.hotlifehotlove.com forward slash Sacred exploration. Oh, wonderful. So go.go.hotlifehotlove.com forward slash sacred exploration. And we can type that in after the show into our Facebook groups. So, well, thank you for that, May. Thank you for that special gift, too, for, for our listeners. Um, and you're doing, you do training as well. Is that right? I do, um, I do my three times a year, I do my, uh, live today event hot life hot love where i show women how to work with the three p's integrate them into their lives and take them into dating or their relationship it's good for both kind of women singles dating again or married women and um, you can apply the three p's in all aspects of your life right so you work with people individually and all in, in oh, these yes. large events yeah. and then there's their group work through your yeah, facebook pages all, and all yeah it's all all good yeah. yeah the easiest thing is to find me on facebook mm-hmm. and and join my private group called bold brave women bold brave women and that way you can you know it's a beautiful private group that you can interact with and all the women there are awesome and then you get to know me and you know, get some good freebies with me, and then you can decide. And then find your mate. That's right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that's really important because, like I said, I mean, if we're talking primarily about divorced moms, like you said, they don't have a lot of time. But also, I just feel like it's a whole new dating scene than when most of these women were doing it in the beginning. Yeah. Because we didn't have social media. We didn't have dating services. And it's just a completely different way of going about things. So having a coach and having other women to share their stories because we love storytelling. Yeah. Um, would and be it's incredibly healing. Help, helpful. Yep. Yes, it is. Very helpful. healing. Yeah. And that's how we connected to and sharing stories and all those great women that we surround ourselves with. Yeah. And it also um, exponential the, the learning curve. When you watch someone else go through their journey, um, you're doing your work, they're doing theirs. Boom. 
you're doing both work at the same time. And then when you're with a group of people, you know, you can see that. And then it's just amazing how, how fast you can change your life and get to the love that you want. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine two men. We did have, you know, a gentleman. We have Jonathan from, from Austin, Texas. Yeah, Hi, I mean, Jonathan. You know, as I was promoting the show, too, I was thinking, wow, I mean, men would be interested in this because they're going to want to know. How to be with that woman. Well, and what that woman is like. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what is a woman who's integrating her three Ps look like? And, and and how do I be ready to respond? Yeah. Well, what men long for is for their for their wife or their girlfriend to to stop being such a peasant and push them away. Because when we're in our peasant mode, we push love away and we push men away. Because we're too busy. Yeah, we're too busy. Right. And then we we play the victim martyr cards all the time. It's very tiring to be a peasant. You know, I have noticed that trend, listening to my friends and all and in my own life too, just that, uh, you know, we are busy though. And we have commitments to our home and to our children Mm -hmm. primarily. Even when they go off to college, I mean, I'm noticing that my nest, even though it's empty now, I'm no less busy. And some of these things do rank. They do take priority. But if you find someone who isn't used to that or can't handle it, it could be a deal breaker. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And men, you know, men just need to know what it is that we want. And then and then a little cultivation. And they'll, they'll come along. They hunger to love us and to love us the way we want to be loved. But a lot of times, us women, we confuse them by not being clear on what we want. We pretend to be peasant, and then we're pissed, <laughs> and we're afraid of our own princess self, and we don't, we can't let love in, we can't let them support and love us, and then we make it really hard for them to love us, and then we're pissed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then nobody's happy. Well, this does remind me of the shamanism a lot because, like, it would probably be a useful communication school t- tool to even say, "Honey." You're speaking, you know, I'm in my princess right now. You're speaking to my peasant, you know, that, that yeah. sort of thing. Or sometimes I've said to a friend or even my, my ex-husband, like, right now I need you to speak to Lisa, the girl that you met before you ever felt, you know, yes. you ever married her. Like that person is who needs to speak right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that way when we know those parts of us, then, then they know how to interact with us, mm-hmm. you know. And that's our job. Our job is to let them know who's here to talk to them. And when we, when we can decode ourselves to make ourselves easier for men to love us, they're all around us. Yeah. Just waiting to show up. Yep. They're, they're right in front of us. We're just waiting to let, to, for, for us to let them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I promise. Well, I, I like that approach, you know, that, that it will just show up. Yeah. I guess that's why I've never been interested in the dating service type thing. Not that I don't think it works for some people some of the time, but we all have our own way. I hear horror stories about them, but. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we'll, we'll just leave it at that. I would recommend that everyone get, maybe even the men too, the Divorced Mom's Guide to Dating, but mostly download May's free uh, seven places to meet successful, emotionally available spiritual men. And um, wow, what a great show, May. Thank you so much. Very juicy and a lot to think about as we go into the new year. Thank you, Lisa. It was awesome. Well, maybe we can uh, have you back and see where we're all at at that point in time. We'll talk about toes next time. (laughs) Toes, right. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us again this week on Sacred Exploration. We'll be right back next week. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota. Thank you so much for tuning in today for Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Oda. 
Be sure to listen to our program again next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your week.